Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right now, though, we're going to talk about Alberta's Alberta's tourism industry facing... um, well, facing some roadblocks, and it's all about trying to get people to come to work. That's what it is. So let's get some details on what's happening here. We're going to chat with Darren Reeder, who is the head of the Tourism Industry Association of Alberta. Darren, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Good morning. So this situation, we've talked about it before. It's not getting any better, right? Just give us a snapshot. When you take a look at what's going on in the tourism industry, just, just how tight is the labor market right now? Well, it's extremely tight. I mean, again, we've talked about this. It's a systemic labor challenge that we've been seeing for years. But the reality is, is with what happened with COVID, a lot of people left the sector entirely. And our national forecast in terms of getting back to pre-COVID levels could be as far out as 10 years. Now, there's structural issues, as we know. There's issues of people leaving the workforce, people that have retired early, large tranches of people. I mean, that's just part of the nature of changing demographics. That's not a new discussion. But somewhere in there, too, what happened during the pandemic, is we slowed the rate of immigration into Canada and somewhere to my understanding in the order of 400,000 people. So when you talk about this as a game of increments, right, people retiring, people not coming in to fill some of these frontline jobs, you just see where systems, sectors of the economy get further stressed. And that's what I mean by systemic challenges having got a lot worse as a result of COVID. You know, when you talk about that, like I, I think we all know if you travel to some of the tourist places in Alberta, uh, a lot of the people who work there aren't from Canada, right? They, they, they've come from other places. And I think there's always been a draw, a lot of young people coming to work in the mountains and things like that. Did that completely and totally stop for two full years? So all of that pool has not been available to you now as you restart? Well, it's coming back slowly, and I think that's the key word, is it's coming back slowly. So we're not operationalizing the assets commensurate with the demand we're seeing from visitors. So for the first time in an economic recovery, we're actually really experiencing a supply-related challenge. So we're no stranger, none of us. doesn't matter what you're buying in the economy right now. Things are more expensive as a Mm -hmm. function of inflation and supply chain. And you're going to see that. A lot of people are going to see that this year in the context of hotel room rates and what they're paying for food and beverage. And some of that is a direct correlation to the fact that there's less labor. So if you could have normally filled 100 seats at a restaurant, and because of labor constraints, you can only fill 50, you have to adjust the pricing model to compensate for that. So that's the kind of price pressure that consumers are going to experience this summer as a function of not enough workers. And I was really surprised. I saw an interview that you did with Global News earlier where it was you were talking about some hotels uh, are only opening half of their rooms just because they can't staff the facility. So, I mean, that's going to have a massive impact. Well, it does. And you know what? And I think the key message to governments is, is this is lost tax revenue. So when government is trying to adjudicate all of its objectives from labor, labor engagement right down to economic activity, that's what I think it needs to be mindful of is, is that there's natural demand. There's a lot of pent-up demand, as a matter of fact. And consumers that want to spend money right now uh, that aren't able to spend it the way they would like. Uh, what we understand from some work that RBC has done recently, RBC Economics, was over the last two years, Canadians saved in excess of $300 billion in savings. So just for context, 
in a given year, uh, that that would be about three times what Canadians would spend on a tourism level in a single year. So there's just tremendous pent-up demand to get that economy going, but we don't have that natural rate to support the demand because we don't have people on the front lines. Okay, now you mentioned government. What can be done? How do, what's, what's the fix here, Darren? Because we know it's been going on for a while. How do we go about and solve this? You know, there are so many facets to this. I mean, if we start at the structural level, really what we need to do is talk about the talent pipeline. We need to talk about how we inspire Canadian youth to get excited about this as a a career trajectory at a much earlier age. So I think this is a reminder to the industry that there's a lot of work to be done. But I think on a policy level, there's a lot more government needs to do. So in the short term, you know, it could be things like introducing a flexible back-to-work employment insurance policy. So, you know, considering more flexibility in EI policies will incentivize Canadians to return to work part-time or casually with the assurance the government will sort of make up the difference or backstop uh, if income falls below a certain threshold. We need to work with underrepresented groups and populations. So you think of the need to hire for more diversity, but to also work with vulnerable populations, youth, and women, and Indigenous populations. And then the topic I already mentioned, which is finding flexible work arrangements that might incentivize the semi-retired and retired mm-hmm. to come back into the workforce. Because here's the tragedy, is a lot of those people have immense amount of training and skills, a lot in customer-facing service industries over their careers, and they're sitting on the sidelines. And for some people, it's because they would um, not be able to. I mean, there's just tax reasons why it's not advantageous to consider getting back to work. So I need we need to rethink all of this. Um I think for, for me, certainly, and I think for a lot of people, when we talk about, you know, constraints on the tourism industry, a lot of us think, oh, Banff, Jasper, you know, Waterton, some of the more popular international tourist destinations and stuff. But what about, like, you know, you take a look at the zoos in Calgary and Edmonton, or you take a look at some of the other large tourist attractions in urban centers around the province. It must be the same story for them, right? Yeah, no, you know, this is a broad-based impact. So we're still about 14% below pre-pandemic levels if you look at it at a systems level across the country. So that that's roughly 200,000 jobs. You know, for context, I mean, in the first three months of COVID, we lost close to a million jobs. So, you know, it just goes to show how far we have to come back from this. But uh, this was the fastest-growing industry. And I think this is really illustrative of why getting back to normal is important. Tourism was the fastest-growing industry pre-pandemic. It had a 10-year run and saw over 1.4 billion travelers generating about $1.7 trillion in export revenues. And in a Canadian context, it supported one out of every 10 jobs. You know, so to say places like the resorts are deeply impacted would be 100% true. But every community, it doesn't matter what size, has a customer-facing industry uh, that supports other sectors in those economies. Main Street, Alberta, is in essence tourism and hospitality. And we know how hard a lot of these communities have been hit. And the key to bringing back all those other sectors is to have a strong and vibrant tourism sector. How optimistic are you? I mean, I, I don't know, taking a look long-term, even short-term, where we are, it just seems like everything continues to go up and there's not a lot of, you know, help on the way. How are you feeling about the tourism industry? I mean, you're about to hit high, high season right now. Yeah, no, 100%. You know, so there's two responses to that. One, one is the structural. And, you know, uh, Minister Boisonneau is uh, uh, in the midst of working on a new federal tourism strategy. He wants to see that positioned as an industrial strategy. So this is really this refrain of we need a whole of government approach. So we need labor policy to connect with our economic policy. It does not right now, because if it did, we would have a completely different line on creating a dedicated tourism and hospitality 
uh, program where there was a path to permanent residency, but were reliant on the temporary foreign worker program. Mm -hmm. So that would lead me to the short term. So with the temporary foreign worker program, we need accelerated paths to bring that talent in. And one of the things that I'm quite frustrated about, and I was in Ottawa last week speaking on this extensively, is the concessions we've made for the agriculture sector that we won't for the tourism sector. So right now, under the guise of the Temporary Foreign Worker Program, the ag sector for a six-month period, ended June 30th, is relieved of any requirement to make minimum advertising requirements in the community. So you have to prove that there's no Canadian that wants a job, and that's a costly process. And the LMAI applications, so the labor market impact assessments would precede the ability to get a work permit and get a person in place. Those are exorbitant fees. And, you know, I'm not going to speak of employers, but I've spoken of a number, and I know of one that has several dozen applications. And between that and legal costs, they're staring at $150,000 and cash outlay. And here's the tragedy, is you would have more success, and I mean this quite literally, going to a roulette wheel and pulling the handle and thinking you might get an ROI on those dollars. So we're supporting one sector of the economy under the guise that this is about economic security. We can't gamble with Canadians' food source, so we say that's the justification for the ag sector. But my comment would be tourism and hospitality jobs support the backbone of every rural and urban community in this country. We can't discriminate by economic sector, but that's exactly what we're doing. So the short request is provide us with the same path that you've given the ag sector. Do it immediately. Do it now. Okay. Uh, we'll continue to follow this story along and uh, see if it gets any better. But like, like you say, and like I think, I don't know how it does in, in the short term, at least. I mean, that's the concern, right? So uh, we'll get an update. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Darren. Appreciate your time. That's Darren Reeder. Darren is the um, head of the Tourism Industry Association of Alberta. And we've talked about this a bunch, right? We, we, we've talked about this a lot. And um, I don't know what the solution is. I mean, we're talking about the soaring costs, right? And a lot of people say, well, if you paid them more, they'd come and work. Okay, well, then you're going to have to pay more. Do you want to do that? No. I don't know. It seems like unemployment down around 5% nationally, the lowest it's been, I think, ever, pretty close to it, something like that. So there's no question that there's a labor shortage right now, and I think addressing it or solving it, the problem is it, you're looking at long-term solutions, right? It's very little that's being done to to change the situation in time for this summer tourism season. So.